Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. I am your host, Vanessa Vaughn Matthews, the founder and chief resilience officer of Asphalus Advisors. Today, I am coming to you as a black woman in the business resilience industry. I'm not today coming to you um, as the CEO of Asphalus Advisors. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably noticed that within the past 72 hours in the United States of America, COVID-19 is no longer the national news topic. Racism and the violence that it creates across our communities is alive and very well, as it always has been. I woke up Saturday morning after ignoring the news for five days, and I was angry, I was hurt, I was upset. I was scared. And I wondered, well, what can I do? What is my part? <laughs> How do I affect change? Where do I influence? So I called my mom. And I've heard her cry like I've never heard her cry before. And then she started to tell me stories of when she was growing up. She was born in the 60s in Louisville, Kentucky. When the United States integrated our school systems, she would get spit at every day. The National Guard had to bust my mother to school and the KKK burned crosses in my mother's front yard as a child. So I woke up Saturday with all these emotions, probably very similar to your black friends, your black coworkers, your black neighbors, the black people that you have in your community that, that you see every day. And then I was humbled and honored because then my phone started ringing. I've talked to friends, I've talked to deans, I've talked to CEOs, I've talked to vice presidents of communications, I've talked to public health experts, and all of these people are black, they're brown, they're white, they're Hispanic, they're Asian, they're males, they're females, and they care about one race, and that's the human race. And my friends reached out to me and said, I don't know what it's like to be black, but I know that this is wrong. And I just really appreciated their respect for me as their friend and for calling me. So why is this important? Why am I talking to you today? Because people are hurting. Six to seven weeks ago, we were in a pandemic that's still very live and well. And the number one question was, what can I do to help people? Can I check on you? And I would tell you that if Monday, June 1st happened, and the first thing you didn't have on your mind was checking on your black workforce, if you didn't meet with your crisis management team to determine what you're gonna do and how you're gonna show up for your people, shame on you. Crises don't have conditions. This crisis is impacting our reputation, our profitability and our operations. And that's exactly what a crisis is in its most simplest form. In fact, this is probably more so of a gray rhino We've seen this crisis coming for 400 years. 
There is nothing new about what transpired with George Floyd and every other case in Georgia, in Kentucky, and every other state that this has plagued for years. The only thing that changes the game is the impact of social media. It brought it to your front door. So you cannot expect for people to watch someone get murdered and lynched on national TV and then walk into their work environment like everything's fine. That is not okay. And I will tell you that me, I am not okay. I had to take Monday off because I just can't do it. I can't be around insensitive people. I can't be around people who still don't get it. If you don't understand, you are the problem. I remember I was working at a Fortune 500 company in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Keith Lamont Scott was shot and killed by police officers four years ago. And I will never forget the day before I had to go back to work, my coworkers were on social media spewing the most unnecessary form of hate I have ever seen in my life. And the comments that I saw from them, I was appalled by. And what made it worse was I had to go sit there with this veil of professionalism and pretend like what my family went through, like what my husband is going through, didn't happen. As I'm in meetings with people who don't acknowledge it, who won't even speak about it. And we allow that to happen in our workspaces. So the reason why I think this is important for this community is because again, crises don't have conditions. And racism is a crisis that's affecting every business. And it is our job as crisis professionals, risk professionals, to speak the truth. That's what you get paid to do. You get paid to bring it up. You get paid to ask the uncomfortable question. And as your Black host, I'm asking you right now to speak up. Even the Department of Homeland Security says, if you see something, then say something. So what can you do? We started off this year on a podcast titled Crisis Leadership. There's five forms of crisis leadership that you needed during the pandemic that are so prevalent today. The first thing we need is trust. The Minneapolis governor talked about that when a black man was arrested on national TV for reporting the news. We need trust. People will not follow you if they don't trust you, which is why there's so much fraction and, and concern with the black community and our police officers. There's no trust, but your job as a continuity professional is to establish trust. The second thing is communication and communication is about listening. I need you to listen to me with the intent to understand, not to have a response, not to talk about how many black men shoot other black men, not to talk about looting. I need you to listen to me so you understand how I feel. Because you can't celebrate diversity when it's convenient for you, but not talk about inclusion when it's affecting your people. The third thing that you need is you have to have influence. And influence for me is about character, it's about your competence, and it's about your ability to be able to connect with people. Your character is who you are at your core. And I have seen people for who they are at their core. Are you competent enough to be able to have the conversation? And can you connect with people? The fourth crisis leadership principle is about hope. 
people keep asking me, you guys know I'm a newlywed, when are we having babies? I would never raise a child in the United States. I am scared to raise a black son or a daughter. I'm scared every time my husband leaves the house. But how do I, how do we as a business continuity community provide hope? We're accountable for that. People look to us to bring the calm in crisis. The fifth one that we've added to the mix for crisis leadership principles is inclusive decision-making. Who is at the table when these decisions are being made? I'm a firm believer from a business perspective, if you're not at the table, you are on the menu, which is why diversity, equity, and inclusion are so critical. Because we need to be making sure and measuring that we have the right people that are influencing business decisions. So I have one example that I'll share before I close. I received a lot of emails from a lot of clients over the weekend, and one in particular was an example of crisis leadership. The CEO of a billion dollar company was struggling with what to tell his people. He's got black people, white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, and his customers reflect his employee base. And he didn't know what to say and how to say it, but he felt like he needed to say something. So he called me and said, I'm a white privileged male. It would behoove me if I didn't leverage you on this team right now to ask you, what do you think about this communication before I just put it out there? And I appreciated the fact that they brought me to the table. They included me in the decision-making process. I appreciated the fact that the first line of his email spoke exactly to the problem. George Floyd and many other Black people have been killed, murdered, senselessly by law enforcement the people who are designed to protect everyone. And so I share that with you because I want to help create a picture of what it looks like to make that actionable. How do you leave this podcast today and think about trust? How do you leave this podcast today and think about how you're communicating? How do you leave this podcast today and think about your role in influence, hope, inclusive decision-making? Fortunately, there are some people who are tuning into this podcast and you may have decided to, to tune out by now and I'm okay with that. But some of you have had the luxury to live a normal weekend where you've never even had to think about what my family has had to go through. Some of you may be getting to work today and you're frustrated and you're scared and you don't know what to do either. And some of you may be people who look just like me, black people who are just tired exhausted with just no more left to give. So I shared this message with you because number one, I wanted you to understand how I feel. Number two, I think it's important for this industry to have the conversation. So in closing, what are your next steps? Number one, I would like for you to have this conversation in the home that you live in. Whether you live with your mom, your dad, your, your children, I want you to go home and have this conversation. I want you to let your kids watch the news. I want you to observe and think about your friends, whether they're black people, whether they're white people, whether they are Hispanic people. I know black people that are racist people. Either way, it's wrong. Whether it was a black man under the knee of a white officer, or whether it was a white woman under the knee of a black man, either way, it's wrong. What I want you to do today is I want you to go back home and I want you to talk to your families. 
when you're in your circle of your friends and, and you hear racist and just nasty comments from people, I want you to see something and say something like the Department of Homeland Security has asked you to do. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to bring this up at work. It's interesting how many people have to die, how many things have to burn before diversity, equity, and inclusion to actually be an important conversation that's sustainable. I want you to have the conversation at work. I want racism crisis to be the next topic of your exercise. We can't afford to keep talking around the issue and not addressing it at its root. We're risk professionals. Every risk has a root cause, an event, and an impact. What is the root cause of racism? What is the event? That's on the news. And what is the impact? This is exactly what we do for a living. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you are still wondering what to do, how to further make this actionable for you and your team, please feel free to reach out to me directly. You can find me on any social media channel. You can find me on our website. We have a contact form there. I would highly encourage you and I would be very open to having that conversation. I do believe that we have to create a safe space so people can feel comfortable. I've had so many of my friends who just so happen to be white that have called me and said, I don't get it. Can you help me understand? And I'm like, yes, and I want a hug. I think it's okay. And I think it's okay if, if you don't know and if you don't understand, but we have to have the conversation because what we saw on our TV is not what any of us want our children to grow up seeing and witnessing or being a part of. We're better than that. This is about humanity. With that, look out for future episodes.